Well, hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 101. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. One of the questions I get a lot from moms in the Facebook group is, what if I regret getting rid of something? Decluttering regret is real, and it's a big reason why we end up holding on to things we don't need because we have a fear of that regret. Well, today we are going to talk about how to avoid that decluttering regret and let go with confidence as we get into several of the mindset shifts that are going to help us. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, Mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. So in the show notes today, you will find a resource that I have. It's a workbook called Five Mindset Shifts to Help You Let Go of Clutter. And a lot of what we're going to be talking about today has to do with some of these mindset shifts. So it is a helpful workbook that you can download for free, and I hope that it will help you. We also are having a decluttering challenge in the group right now. So if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, you can join us. We have these decluttering challenges usually every two weeks, and it's a great way to get in the habit of decluttering and get support from me and others in the group. All right, so decluttering regret or the fear of decluttering regret is really where we're telling ourselves stories about why we need to hold on. So I'm going to go through five of these stories that we tell ourselves, and then we can talk about how we could mitigate them so that we can avoid decluttering regret altogether. Okay, so the first one is, the first story is, I paid so much for this or this is worth too much for me to get rid of. How many times have we said that? And I talk about this more in episode nine. It's a big decluttering roadblock. And how do we mitigate this? Well, part of it is being more intentional and mindful about what is coming into our house and what we are purchasing. So we don't have that regret of purchasing something that we don't need, then we're not going to have decluttering regret later, right? And realizing that once we've paid for something with our money, we don't want to keep paying for it with our time and our energy and focus and all the things that are required to maintain something. 
Another thing to remember is that we are worth more than anything we have ever paid for anything in our home. So I've mentioned this statistic before, but supposedly the American home, average American home has 300,000 items. And even if those were all worth a dollar, then $300,000, you are still worth more than that. So if you have something with the tag still on it and you think I couldn't possibly get rid of this because it's a handbag and I paid $200 for it, your time and peace and sanity and all these things that we're trying to reclaim are worth more than that. And we can accept that we made a mistake perhaps in purchasing something, we can forgive ourselves, and then we can bless someone else with it, whether that be selling it or just giving it away. And we're able to enjoy the benefits of living with less rather than worrying about the regret of what we paid for something. The second story that we keep telling ourselves is that I might use this someday or I need to keep it just in case, right? <laughs> so just in case the minimalists say that those are the three most dangerous words in the English language, which kind of makes me laugh. But we definitely do this a lot as moms where we think, okay, well, I might fit into this pair of pants someday. I might use these crafting supplies someday. My kids might want to play with this toy someday, right? And so how do we mitigate this, this fear of getting rid of something because of those some days and just in cases? Well, we want to accept the season that we're in right now and make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with things that make us feel good, not upset about the clothes we don't fit into or the hobbies we don't do anymore. And we can also ask ourselves, what's the worst case scenario if I needed this and I didn't have it? The minimalists also have something called the 2020 rule, which is really interesting. It means asking yourself two questions. Could I replace this item for less than $20? And can I replace it in less than 20 minutes? Meaning you could get it at a place that was like 20 minutes away. Or I guess now with Amazon, <laughs> you could get it probably within 20 minutes to your door. But the point being that we often think, oh, well, yeah, there might be this situation possibly where I might need it. But even if you don't have it, you could probably borrow it from someone or you could replace it easily. And we always want to remember what our time is worth. I mean, let's use that $20 idea and say, okay, so an hour of my time is worth $20. Well, how much time am I spending managing stuff I never use? It's probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth, right? So we wanna make sure that we are realistic about our time and our season as we're thinking about these aspirational situations. All right, so the third story that we keep telling ourselves is that I have to keep this physical item because it means something to me, or maybe it means something to my mother-in-law, or maybe it means something to my parents and you're feeling guilty about getting rid of it. I was talking to a mom's group today and several of the women are dealing with guilt that's actually overt guilt coming from family members. Well, we talk in episode 11 a little bit more about sentimental items, but here are some ways we can mitigate this. We can ask ourselves, can we just keep the best of the best and display those things rather than keeping everything? It doesn't have to be this all or nothing mentality. We can have this curated best of the best mentality. And if it doesn't matter to us, but it matters to somebody else, maybe in our family, 
can we preserve that relationship without keeping all the stuff? Can we have an honest conversation with them? Can we talk about how we're wanting to simplify, how we're wanting to remove the excess and the stress from our lives? And also, if something were to happen to us, would our kids know why this was important to us? Would we be burdening them with having all these sentimental items that they don't even know why it's important to us? And we talk about this a little bit more in episode 65 about Swedish death cleaning. But a lot of times we're keeping so much stuff out of guilt or obligation and we would burden our spouse or kids if something were to happen to us. So one way to mitigate the fear of decluttering regret for sentimental items is to really have this honest conversation with ourselves about what we're keeping and why, and if it's because it means something to us or if it's because it's out of guilt or obligation or worrying about what other people think. Okay, moving right along to the fourth story that we tell ourselves which is that I don't want to be wasteful. I don't want to add to the landfill, so I'll just hold on to it. Now, caring about the landfill and the environment is a worthy goal. However, we can care about the environment and understand that the excess in our homes is harming our health, right? So we can make more mindful choices in the future and stop the influx of stuff into our home and be able to let go of things that are not serving us right now. It's all about making better choices in the future. It doesn't have to be, again, this all or nothing, either or mindset. We can care about the environment and let something go. So shifting our mindset more to that both and rather than an either or would be helpful there. And while there are many more stories that we're probably telling ourselves, and you can always come over to the Facebook group and talk about the story you might be telling yourself that is preventing you from being able to let go. But one of them is my kids might want this or my grandkids. So I was talking to a mom today about her wedding dress, whether she was holding on to it for her daughter. And a lot of times we might do this thinking, well, if I let go of something, then I'm going to regret it because my kids might want it. I would ask yourself how much of what your parents have tried to give you do you actually want? (laughs) Chances are probably not as much as they're trying to give you. That may possibly not be the case, but most people I've met, their parents are trying to give them all this stuff from their childhood and they really don't want it. So one idea is to use the container concept we talked about in episode six to minimize the amount that you are keeping for your kids and or potential grandkids because there's a thin line between blessing our kids with that and it being a burden on them. So we wanna make sure we are mindful of that and being really realistic about what our kids might actually want in the future. So hopefully going through these questions and thought processes have helped you as far as avoiding decluttering regret and being able to let go with more confidence And people ask me all the time, have you ever regretted letting go of something? And the answer is sort of. (laughs) I have on occasion let go of my youngest son's clothes thinking that the season has changed and it's warming up. And so I get rid of some of the winter clothes and then it ends up being cold again. (laughs) So that is one lesson that I have learned that when it is February and March to still hold on to some of the Uh, warm 
clothing. So you never know when there's going to be a cold spell again. That is probably the only thing. But again, using that 2020 rule, I was able to easily go buy some shirts and pants and everything was okay. And I learned something from it. So that's the good thing about any regrets you might have. They're probably very minimal and you are able to learn from those. On Thursday, we're going to be talking to Mickey Gardner and talking about people pleasing and how that affects our mental clutter and how we show up in our relationships and the many roles we play as busy moms. And as a recovering people pleaser, I think you're really going to love this conversation. So I will see you on Thursday. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.